It's been about a month since I started my health journey with Legacy Fit 302's Quinn Richardson, so I thought it'd be a good time to bring him on to do a little bit of a recap of my weight loss journey since I started eating healthy. Perhaps this will help some of my listeners on their own journey. And then Chris Michaels joins me for the weekly recap where we get into all of the topics of the past week from F-35s, the whether or not Joe Biden will run for president, and much, much more in the second half of the show. So sit back, grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever it is that you're into. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. America Emboldened. You don't know what they sacrifice. We have lost touch with the principles in the Constitution. Nobody's read the Declaration of Independence. You are voting for socialism, and you got what you voted for. Welcome, bold Americans, to another episode of America Emboldened. I'm your host, Greg Bolden, with my good friend, Chris Michaels, coming at you with another Friday episode where we recap the week and talk about what's been going on in our lives. We're not going to make Chris wait any longer. Chris, welcome back. Hi, Greg. Hi, Chris. It's Friday again. You know, that means we get the party on X. People get to uh, watch this show on Twitter and the socials, and they also get to listen on the America Out Loud network, and we we bring people what we've been talking about this week. And you've been on fire this week talking about a lot of stuff on your Spotify. Have I? You have. I didn't remember. I've just been spewing nonsense. I mean, we talked about the Biden strategy of how to get rid of him from the Democrat side. Uh, we, what else did we talk about? Oh, did you hear about this? California is now investing a hundred million dollars on reducing extreme heat. Do you know how they're going to do it? Uh, how are they doing that? They're spending a hundred million dollars on planting trees. Wow. <laughs> so, so let me get this straight. We're going to, we're going to reduce cost by spending the cost we want to uh-huh. reduce. Uh huh. Leave it to Gavin Newsom in California for a hundred million dollars. And, and... If there, there's no common sense left in the world right now, <laughs> I, I swear. So uh, last weekend, yes. Um, actually Monday it felt like last week. You know that Monday. wasn't a weekend. That was during the week, Chris. Oh, just, you know, don't I know it? What a week it has been. Uh, I mean, the maybe old it's the job. weekend for you, depending how you want to handle it. <laughs> um, the place where you surprised me at, along okay. with everybody else. Oh, nice! The um, restaurant for your fortieth. That's right. They had a tasting, uh, basically a tasting, uh, and they do nine different courses Ooh. and uh, like unlimited drinks if you wanted that. But I, I don't see how you can do nine courses plus unlimited drinks. Like how much are you going to drink? Right. But I, I, this... I, I couldn't do nine courses, but right. continue on. <laughs> <laughs> so they, this guy, the chef, did a fast food menu, but with actual food. So the best thing as opposed that, to fake food as well, Franken food. I mean, what do you, okay. what do you get when you go to like McDonald's the, or whatever? Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. So like it's, it's, it's natural it's foods, honest to God, nothing's food. processed. Everything's no. being cooked. The healthy no. food. Got it. Let me tell you something. If white castle cooked their burgers in the real way, they're supposed to be cooked. I would never eat anything else. Mm. These white castle burgers, white castle in quotes, were amazing. Wait, so amazing. these were like slider burgers? They were sliders. He steamed the onions. He mixed it with the with the meat. 
and then he crusted the meat. I mean, he cooked it like it was supposed to be cooked, like back in the 50s. It was right. amazing. But I know that you're kind of working out and you're shedding a few pounds, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm actually, uh, I am down at this point 13 pounds, 13 and a half to be, to be exact. Wow. And, uh, yeah. So, and you know, for me, it's just about uh, common sense eating and denying myself uh, some cravings along the way. Um, <laughs> you know. I, I've been I've been hitting up every once in a while a cheap meal, um, but not too often. Like I, I've probably had maybe four cheap meals over the last four weeks, uh, so I'm about a month in at this point in time. Uh, but yeah, no, it's 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 going pretty well. I I don't want to say that I'm working out so far because I'm so busy with work that that's my workout. I'm on my feet all day, you know, getting my you know eight to ten thousand steps in in the classroom. Uh, but it's definitely eating healthier and uh, making those type of choices as well. Well, if you shave the beard, I'm assuming that's at least five pounds right there. Yeah, the beard's actually so. uh, it's coming in. Uh, but you know, and that camera that you've got, you can see every strand of it. Oh uh, yeah, every, every strand. strand of gray hair that's coming in too. <laughs> and it lets you know I'm four years older than you. So, so wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> what what's a craving and what's a cheat meal? Sure. So like a cheat meal for me uh, would be to have a, a pizza delivered to the house for the kids and me eating one slice of pizza instead of oh, like, stop. no, I'm dead serious. Like one stop. slice of pizza, one slice. Yeah. I, mean, I thought, I thought it was, Oh, I ordered a pizza for the kids and I ate the pizza before they knew that the, no, <laughs> that, that the pie came. That that would be like a cheat day. That's not a cheat <laughs> meal. And my, my buddy Quidden that I have coming on in a second here, he would not approve of me eating an entire pizza, I'm pretty oh, sure. no. Now, as far as the cravings, <laughs> I found granola is actually really helping me through the sweets. Like, okay. I, I was really struggling with uh, chocolate and sugars, and I found uh, a keto and vegan granola that has flavors, but no added sugars. Like it's, it's natural sugars mm -hmm. and uh, it's, it's, it's getting me through, but uh, that causes other issues too. So I have to watch the granola as well. What about yogurt? So I'm actually allergic to a lot of yogurts. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so I gotta be okay. careful with that. So I occasionally have a coconut yogurt and there's two types. One type has like 23% of your sugar that you need. So that's outrageous. Yeah. But I found another one made out of coconut pulp. Mm. And it's got cultures in it and everything else. It's only got like 2% of the sugar. So, so I, I, I have had the coconut. My wife got that for me. Uh, so when we went on this entire journey and uh, Quidden had said, you know, here's the diet and stuff. She saw that as an alternative to like the Greek yogurts and things. So I have tried that. It's not bad. It's not bad at all. I um, can't do the, the Greek stuff. No, it's too thick. But, you know, That's like, we'll have to ask like Quidden how he eats that cement. stuff here. <laughs> so I'm not sure if you want to meet him, but I figured I'd invite him on to the show tonight. Uh, I so would that not way, want to meet him. So, you, you know, world natural bodybuilding champion, basically, here. Uh, this guy is is a piece of work. He's something else. So, uh, he's a piece of work. <laughs> he is. Like, honestly, like, he's a piece of work. This guy, when I say he's a piece of work, he's like a chiseled machine. Like, he's he's given Arnold Schwarzenegger a run for his money. All right. So, let, let's, let's bring him on to the conversation here real quick here. There we go. There he is. Quentin uh, Richardson. How you doing, brother? Uh, <laughs> It is great to see you. For those of you that are just listening to the audio and not watching the video, uh, Quidden is already in a gym. He just flexed for us. He's wearing the uh, the uh, the uh, muscle tee already. Uh, so, you know, he is bringing the muscle to America emboldened tonight, uh, Chris. It's definitely not you and I. <laughs> no. <laughs> <clears throat> uh, Quidden, say that again. We were losing your audio. 
Oh, I, I see muscle when I look at you guys. I know you guys have it. <laughs> I know you guys have it. It's it's hidden somewhere. I'm not quite sure where it's hidden, but it's definitely it's hidden somewhere. I'm actually going to uh, adjust your mic volume, Quinn, just so I can hear All you right. a little bit better. There you go. Now I can probably. Me? Oh yeah, that's that's a little better. I just awesome. turned up your microphone. So awesome. Quinn, Quinn, brother, we're like uh, yes. a month in, and I've changed my entire diet off your recommendations. Yeah, I can, I can say like the first three weeks, weight just came off. I'm Dude. now flatlining on the weight coming off, and I think I got to kick to the next uh, next level of exercise. Well, I got a little, I got a trick for you. We won't put it on here, but I'll tell you. We'll talk a little later. Well, I always like for you to get that first initial ten pounds off with uh, just that first switch up, and then we'll talk some uh, some extra stuff. Use just using regular, just using food. Um, give you some tips and tricks. You know, excellent. I'm looking how, forward how to it. Feeling? How are you feeling, Greg? So here's what I noticed. Like I have a lot more energy than uh, what I had before. And I, you know, I, I started CPAP therapy back okay. at the end of May because I had a horrible sleep apnea and okay. I didn't notice like a big difference in my energy levels after sleep apnea therapy. But mm -hmm. I am noticing now that my diet has completely changed. Nice. Um, nice. So outside of me being mentally cranky, uh, over the fact that I'm not having my, my chocolate and my ice cream when everybody else in the house is having it. I'm doing decent, man. I'm doing decent. Nice, nice, nice. Remember, you get a cheap meal. Oh, I, I get the cheap meal. I, I've done I've done like four cheap meals, as you probably just heard me telling Chris. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I said, let me not hear it. I don't hear it. No. <laughs> I don't hear it. <laughs> but, Quinn, you, uh, you have some really cool stuff going on right now with Legacy Fit 302. I've been watching your Facebook page. Oh, yeah. and you have a young lady that you just had on uh, maybe three days ago. She's lost over 50 pounds. Is that accurate? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, that's Stacy. Stacy, yes. She's a, she's a chicken farmer. A chicken uh, farmer. Nice. Yeah, dude. It's pretty different. Yeah, she does it for, uh, for Purdue. So it's it's crazy. Her schedule is just like she has a lot of free time. Um, but uh, yeah, her, her, her story is unique. She's never been, she said she's never been this size. Uh, she doesn't remember being this small in school so it's cool to like get her back to that that you know, get her to an area she's never been now she was over 200 pounds at one point from what she said on the video i'm not like sharing anything like out of school here no, you're not, you're um, not. yeah but she was over 200 pounds and uh where's she at right now one she she was stuck at 168 and we just switched her switched her eating a little bit and she just dropped two more pounds so she's down to one uh 167 or 165 165 ish nice 166 165 yeah so yeah man it's 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 a game man i, I everybody uh, i look at them and i try to figure you out you know everybody's a blank sheet of paper but once i start filling in the lines and you guys you know give me your all i start figuring out things and we make it work well i'll tell you the cool thing that i'm gonna have for you is i have blood work that i'm getting done soon i, would like, I, would I got this i got the script maybe two weeks ago and i purposely put it off because i wanted to be at least a month into this diet to see what my uh, blood sugar numbers and everything are to compare to when I was eating much less healthy a yes. little bit ago. Now, Chris Michaels here, I went to his 40th Great. birthday party about two weeks ago. Now, Chris, I want you to tell Quidden, did I behave? What was I doing at that party? He was an angel. He didn't, eat, he didn't eat anything that would be fatty or gross or anything like it. I mean, we tempted him, All but right. it didn't work he not even cake whoa 
Well, I, I actually think I took like a tiny, tiny piece of cake and said, there it is. There's my cake. Look, I'm trying to cover for you. Here. I'm not, <laughs> not going to throw I'm you under honest. the bus. Well, you I, already, know what? I already spilled the beans about cheap meals and cravings. I'm trying to cover for the cake here. Well, hold on, guys. We actually have footage of Greg eating at the... I'm, so, I'm joking. <laughs> oh, man. You were there too, Quentin? I, <laughs> it really was a surprise party. Inviting people I don't even know. That's great. <laughs> All right, guys. Roll the clip. <laughs> oh man uh you know what so, I, yeah. I, th I think i actually do have that footage um let me let me see here I, I, yeah. there's a photo that was taken at the party um no oh no <laughs> <laughs> there i am <laughs> oh, hey, oh. majority of the cake was still sitting down it wasn't in your mouth though that that's right. That's right. That, that I, I was I was thinking ahead. You know, you were doing a great job. That was great. I was actually picking the cake up and putting it down. Picking the cake up, putting it down. You know, getting my reps in. <laughs> yeah, and then taking a I bite, was... putting it down, picking it up. Taking it no, but seriously, my my wife got alcoholic drinks. I didn't drink anything at the party. I actually haven't been drinking alcohol to begin with. Um, but then when it came time for the food, I, I got all the vegetables and I got the stuff that didn't, wouldn't have like the extra sauces. And I made a conscious decision at this party to, to make sure that I was eating healthy on the ride up. I had like a three hour ride. I got a little, uh, peanuts in the car, you know, okay. I'm sitting there eating my peanuts as my snack and, uh, yeah, keeping it healthy as we go. So, you know, it's not just, uh, a lifestyle that I've adapted when you know i'm away from everybody else but when i'm around being social around friends and stuff i'm trying to hold to this the best i can as well um awesome, awesome. Dis discipline man discipline is very difficult though and so um i want to ask you and chris kind of the same question like chris i know you wake up every morning you you like the workout and kind of get your day started that way and quitting you're in the gym right now right <laughs> and i know i know you live there <laughs> where do you get that mindset in order to turn that switch on like i got the food switch now mm -hmm. i need the okay i'm gonna exercise and work out switch so where does that come from for both of you guys all right the amateur will go first so me <laughs> um so one of the hardest things that i found to do was to actually get up and do something right it's because you can think about it but you spend more time and waste more time thinking about doing something than actually doing something so it's like the alarm goes off. I give myself enough time to snooze. So my mm -hmm. alarm goes up off at like 5.50. I give myself another 30 minutes. And then I get up and I usually work out for like an hour, hour and 15 minutes. But it's just like you got to do it. And if you're starting off like that, and me, when I first started off like that, like years ago, I had a rough time because I gave myself such a high bar to get over that I got discouraged. So you, I, I lowered the bar and then kept raising the bar as I went along. So right. the, the easiest thing to do is to just start somewhere, right? It doesn't matter. You're not in competition with anybody but yourself. So as long as you start somewhere and as long as you see some kind of results, then I think it, you only shoot up from there. At least that's how I do it. Like I have to get up and I have right. to do this. How about you, Quinton? What what are you doing to to get that type of uh, dedication? Oh, man, it's like it's so different now. It's 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 kind of now like I'm a, I'm a walking billboard for the for the company, so I feel like more of a more of a uh, a need to have a certain look looking physique, you know. Um, but uh, as far as not talking like say say um, before I started doing the legacy fit thing and and being a trainer, I, I got addicted to the endorphins, you know, the way you feel after you work out. Mm -hmm. I just, 
you know, feel like I can take over the world, man. Um, and it was always a good way to start my day. I would start my day with cardio, um, like 30 minutes, and I, my endorphins are, are going through the roof. And I like to end my day with, like, weight training. So um, it's it's the feeling you get after. I think that's what I got addicted to. So, so Quentin, look. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Chris. Go right ahead. Um, okay. So one of the things I hate the most is cardio. I can't stand it. I could do a bike, but yeah. I, <laughs> I have been, I, I was never a good runner. Okay. And at 40, I started to notice that my, my knee gets a little funny. Uh, so how does one get into cardio? Uh, like there's so many different forms. Cardio is not necessarily running. That's, that's what everybody thinks. It's basically, basically holding your heart rate at a certain area for, uh, based upon your goals. Let's say we'd want to burn fat. So I would find your target heart rate uh, for where you need to be to burn fat. So basically it's holding your heart rate at, let's say if you're, you're 35 years old, holding your heart rate at 135 beats per minute for an extended period of time, let's say 30 to 45 minutes. Um, that's, that's what I go for when I'm looking to burn fat, you know? So I, I break it down. Everything's down to a science with yeah. everything this. So I'm, I'm looking to burn fat when I do my cardio. I'm not just looking to, I mean, it's cool to do cardio. You should do it for your health. It's, it's cardiovascular, but I want to burn fat and I want to have, have a certain look and physique. So I don't have much fat to burn. That's the thing. No, so he, that, he, he's not like, he's built completely different than me. So like I'm broad chested, right? Mm -hmm. And then my belly kind of matches up with my broad chest. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, I, I, that's the best way I could, I could put it. Um, where Chris is more kind of like the slim figure, Okay. Um, you know, oh, he's a twinkish kind of in some circles. <laughs> I wasn't going to say that, man. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm I've got pecs. I, I do like 200 pushups a day. Oh, uh, oh. But I even noticed that at 40, I don't maintain the physique that I used to. So I run dangerously close to getting moves. And I don't want that. So I have to change the, what type of pushups I do. I notice I have to change what kind of workout I do. Mm -hmm. Um so I've got my, my, my pain points are actually, is actually cardio, okay. uh, glutes, and okay. I don't want a dad bod with a back with a crack. So I have to work on my butt. Um, that's my goal. I feel personally attacked year. by that all of a sudden. <laughs> I'm going to see my way outside the show. <laughs> personally attacked. I, I, I actually did the beach body workout last year. Okay. Um, <laughs> And I, I did, uh, me and my fiance did it. And um, it was more turned, at least in my opinion, it was more geared towards women because she was really focused on your butt and your legs. Mm -hmm. And after a month of doing that religiously, I couldn't fit in my pants anymore. It was the first time I actually had a butt. I was like, wow, <laughs> check myself out. That's so, hilarious. So, so Quentin, what should he be doing to make sure he doesn't get man boobs? What should he be doing to uh, make sure well, that he... Well, I would say don't take any estrogen. <laughs> well, actually, that's interesting that you said that because, Michaels, didn't you take like an estrogen supplement at one point in time? I took DIM. DIM, yeah, which has an estrogen uh, type of... Uh, yeah. It does. It does. Yeah. Um, now, Quentin, what does DIM do? Do you know offhand or no? <laughs> Man, not exactly. I know it's the, it deals with the hormones. I don't know exactly. So my understanding was that, like, as you get older, you get less testosterone. Yeah. Um, it, it, you know, everybody has estrogen, men and women. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
Um, so what dim does is it kind of balances it back out. You're never going to get back here like you were in no. the 20s, but it balances no. it back out. So I noticed weight loss. Um, I noticed more energy. Okay. Um, I did notice an additional muscle retention because that's another issue I have. I, I'm terrible at maintain retention. Okay. That's right. So okay, okay. I'm pretty pretty familiar with with so. Let me say so that right there. So as far as your uh, testosterone, the what were your testosterone levels? They when did you start noticing a drop at at thirty five, forty? Yeah, around, no, the thirty five ish, thirty six ish, around that area. Okay. I actually got it tested back then. That was um, when tested. Okay. And and I was actually at the low end of stuff. Okay. Um, and then I changed my diet a little bit, and then I took dim, and and that kind of balanced everything out back to the way it was. Mm-hmm. So it's very it's very interesting, just the, the chemical changes your body goes through. Man, it, your life. It's yeah. not even going through uh, what premenopausal type stuff like us, like men, we go through a lot, man, too. Sure. Oh, so sure. That's pretty. That's cravings. Cheat meals. Have Chris, what kind of cravings do you have? No, well, I have a very basic diet, to be honest with you. Um, uh, like a breakfast for me is – I have a banana and a kiwi every single day. So breakfast for me is like two hard-boiled eggs, mm-hmm. banana, kiwi. I use like maybe sea salt, maybe a little bit of cheese, just enough to cover the, four, the, the hard-boiled egg, which is just minuscule. And then for lunch, it's maybe a protein powder, a vegetarian-based protein powder. So it's organic. It's non-GMO. It's got very, very low sugar in it um and then for dinner i try to keep it basic like right now i've really been enjoying smoked fish uh cucumbers tomatoes and it's all raw i don't i don't even cook it so cucumbers tomatoes um olives like that's pretty much all i do (laughs) it's very mediterranean (laughs) you're doing doing the job i I feel like you're doing doing great you've been maintaining the same or same weight yeah nice on on the same weight um, I did notice last year or two years ago, and Greg, I'm yeah. sure you can you can message somebody <laughs> to get these embarrassing photos. Uh-oh. I was taking protein powder, but I wasn't working out enough to use all of the protein. Yes, yes. So yes. old Chris Michaels, uh, he had a bit of a belly. <laughs> oh wow! And I went down to Florida during the winter, so I am pale. I am porcelain, and. <laughs> <laughs> and I got the old muffin top coming out of the. It's <laughs> awful. <laughs> uh, it's funny because we talked about on the other show we were talking about um, calories and uh, mm. being in a surplus, and basically like I equated it to filling up, uh, like filling up gas in a car. So let's say you already filled up your tank, and you're still putting more more calories or more gas in the tank, and it's basically spilling over, and basically that spillover is fat, you know. Um, so, but yeah, yeah I stopped all that. I stopped yeah. all that. I lost all that weight. So now my now my main thing is is the retention. So I'm thinking I need to meet, eat more carbs, or maybe even more calories. To be honest with you, mm. I, 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 I don't want to get too deep into the, the health talk. But as far as macros, have you ever looked at macros or your protein? No. Yeah, mm-hmm. protein, fats, and carbs. Quinn, Quinn, can you can you give like for for listeners? Can you just give like a. Uh, a quick 30 second breakdown of when you're talking about macros, what you're referring to. Okay. So when I talk about macros, they're macronutrients, uh, building blocks is to, uh, I guess like what, what you would have help you, um, 
just make it through life or, or I, a lot of bodybuilders, a lot of people that's just trying to transform their bodies. They use it to, it's a, it's a gauge and a, to, oh, sorry that my, my pup here is talking to me. Come he on, wants to be on. on the show too. I love it. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> you want to say something, Bo? He's like, we got to get our macros in too, but dad, come on, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> but no, basically it's just a, a baseline to let you know exactly where you are. Uh, uh, as far as your protein intake, mm -hmm. your carbs and fats. Okay. Um, when I utilize those, it, it helps me break down uh, your diet because you ever hear people say, oh, I'm, eat, I'm only eating 1,500 calories. I'm eating 2,000 calories. I mean, you can get, you can get 2,000 calories from McDonald's, you know? Right. Calories are all different. Doesn't mean they're good calories, right? You know, like, so when you go into macronutrients, those are pretty straightforward. 40 grand or 120 grams of protein, uh, 100 grams of carbs. 50, 60 grams of fat, like you, you can, you can't spend that any way that you right. want to. You can spend calories any way you want to, you know, right. you can go Dunkin' Donuts say, yeah, I'm only eating a thousand calories, but you know, whatever a thousand calories equates to Dunkin' Donuts, it's, it's not necessarily going to make your your macros make sense. You know, um, I don't know. I don't know if I answered your question. I'm sorry. I have that. I have my dog bugging. So <laughs> that's okay. That's a, it's a good enough answer for me. I just figured, you know, uh, try to get that now. Um, yep. Before we wrap up this segment, um, I, I want to be mindful that as we're having this podcast and, and having this conversation, that there might be people that are in their 50s and 60s listening that aren't the same age as us, right? And so their body's going through other things as well. Um, what are your recommendations for where somebody who might have five decades, six decades of bad habits um, kind of ingrained in order to start making that that healthy lifestyle switch to have more good time with the grandkids uh, to be a little bit more mobile because I have noticed my inflammation is down as well. I, I forgot to mention that my inflammation is wonderful. Um, so I'm kind of curious about you know what type of advice would you give uh, those individuals? I mean, I, I work with a lot of people that's uh, mid sixties, uh, husband and wife. Uh, you can change and, and flip over your, your, your lifestyle at any age, you know, it's just, as long as you're still living, it's just like learning, like education, you never stop learning. So with your health and fitness, you can never stop learning how to, how to treat your body better. You know, inflammation markers can be dropped almost instant, you know, instantly. Uh, as soon as you cut out the sugars, the added sugars, you cut that stuff out, man, you can be, you can be 60, 70, 80 years old and you're still going to see the benefits. So cut the sugars. Add the protein, and uh, you can be ninety nine and still get results. You know, I, I but, hope to be ninety nine someday. I hope I hope that this this diet helps get me there instead of uh, you know, maybe what where I was headed originally. I'm actually starting to get like my chin back too, which has been kind of cool. <laughs> Seriously, like you know, I keep this beard for a lot of reasons, uh, but one of it is it it looks thinning on me, but. I don't need it as much because it's actually, you know, I'm starting to get some of that off. So I'm pretty Man. excited about that too. I'm proud of you, dude. I'm proud of you. Keep it up. I like, I'd like to check in on you make see, like, say how you doing, see what you're doing. Yeah. I told you, I want to do this monthly. I want to check in. I want people to share my journey, you know, be able to see what you're up to at the same time. Uh, okay. Just, just for the listeners and for people viewing online as well, uh, I'm going to share my screen to the legacy fit 302 website. Um, so you guys should be able to, uh, see that popping up here on the screen. Now you see there, there's Quinn with the muscle for commit. <laughs> uh, but on this website here, uh, you'll find that you have, uh, supplements that, uh, he sells through there, the legacy 302, 
Uh, there's gear on here as well. So if you guys want a nice little hoodie, um, he's got his awards there. 2019, the Conqueror Men's Pro Physique Champion. 2019, Battle of Tidewater, second place Pro Physique. 2021, OCB No Gear Classic, second place Pro Physique. Uh, you know, I feel like he was uh, the bridesmaid, never the bride on those two days, but that's all right. Um, right. Don't <laughs> everybody can subscribe to the emails as well um when he's got things coming out um and then the most important part i think on here is the contact form so people can reach out to you. i've had uh, several listeners actually reach out to me recently uh and ask how they can get in touch with you if i could give you their personal phone number away and i said well go to the website and fill out the uh the form but i know for a fact you have two people coming your way here uh likely within the next few days uh, from seeing me out and uh, hearing about you know the show and watching you when you were on about a month ago, so you know I, I appreciate it. Yeah, what were you gonna say, Quentin? I, I I'm good to go, man. I, I'm I had a good time, Chris. It was nice meeting you, man. Love your love your energy. <laughs> Thanks. Quentin. Right. Well, you're welcome on with us anytime. Like I said, if you want to come on and just mix it up with us sometime, uh, we love having people to talk to and guests. We don't have to. We don't always have to talk fitness. I just wanted to share with you where I'm at since uh, we haven't seen each other on camera, really. We've been exchanging text messages lately. Uh, so I thought it, thought it would be good for you to see what I look like at this point in time. <laughs> I see the weight coming off. Sit. Sit. It's coming. It's coming. All right, everybody. We're going to take our first break right here. Um, it's a great conversation, but we're going to switch over to the week in review on the flip side where Chris Michaels and I, we torch everything that's going on in politics, in the news, in this country, because let me tell you, there's a lot to be torched right now. What a ridiculous week we're having in this country with headlines and stupid things like F-35s that just magically disappear. So we're going to cover all that on the flip side. Hope that you stick with us. You've been listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden and Chris Michaels here on the America Out Loud Network. We are the pulse and voice of everyday American thought. AmericaOutloud.news, delivering a message of truth, inspiration, and hope to the world. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. Join us in the fight for liberty and justice for all. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Millions of Americans are needlessly suffering from the long-haul effects of the toxic spike protein. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company designed their spike support formula to counteract harmful spike protein from COVID-19 and vaccines so you can feel your best. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Cofix RX Nasal Solution has completed the circle and is now offering throat spray with povidone iodine. That completes the protocol doctors like Peter McCullough recommend. If staying healthy is important, you'll want to make sure to add throat spray to your next order of Cofix RX. For a limited time and exclusive for America Out Loud listeners only, you can save 25% off your entire order. Let's double down against colds, flus, strep, RSV, HRV, COVID, and more. Click the banner or go to America Out Loud shop to get 25% off your entire order. Use coupon code OUTLOUD25. That's coupon code OUTLOUD25.
Welcome back, Bold American. Second half of the show live with Bolden and Michaels here on this lovely, lovely Friday. Michaels, uh, that was fun getting to talk to Quinton there, get a little bit of uh, some health advice along the way. Oh, are you yeah, going I to... wanted to talk to him about different diets. Yeah, well, we'll get him back on. Well, I, I, I'm going to continue the touch base because my goal, um, I'm at 187.5 right now. Mm-hmm. My goal is to get into the 170s as close to the 170 as possible. If mm-hmm. I could hit 167, like that's a target, but I'd be happy with 170. At 170, I'm like, you know what? I'm good to go. Where um, are you now again? 187. That's not like too far. What's that? That's not too far. No, it's not. No, I, I can get 17.5 more. I've already gotten 13.5. So let's just you, continue the push. You know what helped me? It sounds funny, but not eating solid foods. So if you had a ninja, yeah, I replace do. replace your lunch or your breakfast with one of those. Okay. And a lot of people think that, that that when you use a ninja, it's like, oh, I'm going to have this and then breakfast. It's like, no, you got to use that as a meal replacement. So I'm gonna And it's turn... funny, your body digests it quicker and it's out because it's, you know, fruit and vegetable. At what point do I just check myself into the old person's home though when I'm starting to worry <laughs> on my food? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. Well, right. no, I mean, it's, 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 it's actually a lot quicker than you think. I used to do it all the time. I don't do it as much now, but okay. I, it, it's, it's so quick and you just chug it, you feel full and then just forget about it you keep moving. Hmm. Like yeah, I, I told you before, I eat mostly raw vegetables. I feel, you feel a lot better eating raw, like during the winter time, maybe like something a little bit more hearty, um, because it's just winter and you want to do those things. But like, sure, yeah. I, I, I'm, I am in and out with meals. The quicker, the better. And so I found that the raw-er stuff that I eat, the better I feel. Yeah, I mean, like, I meant everything I said just a few minutes ago. You know, I my energy's up, my inflammation's down. Um, going to non-processed foods has really been uh, pretty life-changing. Oh, yeah. I, oh, I had yeah. no idea. <laughs> yeah. You know, it was a big thing for me in my 20s? Soda. Yeah. I stopped drinking soda and... Um, you know, like iced teas and stuff like yep. that. I, I pretty much early in my twenties, I stopped all that, but I noticed immediately just all this stuff just fell away in my face. Yeah. I mean, I, so I'd already given up soda for the most part. I haven't really drank soda too often. Right. Uh, so that didn't really change much for me, but when I did give up soda the first time, it was drastic. What ended up yeah. happening. Uh, yeah. That was like end of my twenties. All right, let's you know, get into might... the stuff that people want yeah. to hear about. Like they're 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 one in the know about the week. We'll we'll continue to talk about our weight loss and annoy people <laughs> with that another day. Um, this F thirty five, I covered it on my show. You covered it on your show. We both, I think, have our uh, ire drawn on the fact that we're being given a BS story here. Mm-hmm. Um, that weather took this F thirty five down. You know this this. <laughs> multi-million dollar plane that is supposed to have the top stop yeah and then if the weather took it down the guy ejects and then they have no idea where it crashes and they have to ask the public for help you mean to tell me that one of the most sophisticated pieces machinery isn't at all times sending a signal to a satellite so you know exactly where it's at I call BS of the highest degree. I smell a skunk and it's not skunk works because obviously we're missing something here. And so here's what I think ends up happening. I think, and tell me if I'm too far off the mark in what you're thinking as well. I think this pilot's up in the air. He's flying this F 35 doing whatever mission it is. 
and all of a sudden he gets ejected and he gets ejected because somebody has hacked into the system. And then the F-35 can't be found because that system is not targeting where the plane is. And the government goes into a panic and they're like, oh my God, what is going on right now? We can't let the public know that one of our airplanes has been hacked by a foreign entity or a local entity. We don't know one, one or the other. So now they're covering up the story and they're covering up the story with, well, you're not allowed inside this forest to see what's here. Uh, even though this trail looks really suspicious in and of itself. Um, I'm not buying any of it. How about yourself? Zero chance. I'm going to buy any of this. None. Absolutely not. First thing that we heard is what you said. The pilot somehow ejects in the weather. Like what? You spend a hundred million dollars and three decades to find out that a plane that is driven by AI assistance can't handle precipitation or a little humidity. What? No. Why would that plane ever fly ever anywhere? Um, and then you remember Donald Trump, he comes out and he says, these planes are invisible and not invisible to radar, meaning they really are invisible. So is it any wonder why they can't find this thing or couldn't find this thing? And I don't necessarily believe that they actually did find the wreckage of this. There was a video that came out today and it was supposed to be the crashing of this F-35. Somebody just happened to be in the area and miraculously they captured the crashing of this thing. But I, it doesn't make sense to me because the range is supposed to be extreme. And if this thing isn't meant to be seen literally and figuratively on radar, they're not going to find this, especially if it's driven by AI and it's hacked somehow. Now, if it's, if it's AI, then there's a term uh, that I brought up on my podcast called emergent properties. And basically what happens is, is that that's when AI teaches itself new things. And it doesn't necessarily have to tell you that it taught itself something new. So peace out. I know how to fly. I don't need you. (laughs) Right. And if it's an emergent property, then who taught it? Right. Where's it getting the information from? So there are a ton of questions with this. I personally think this thing was hacked. And I wouldn't be surprised if it made it out to sea and there's some recovery effort out there. But they can't possibly tell us that. It's a hundred million dollar plane that got hacked by somebody. Is it? I, I see. I, I'm thinking that the plane did crash where they say that it crashed. Otherwise, what crashed there? Because there are trees down. There's obviously a sign of a fire. There's signs that something happened. So either right. the military did something to cover up their own tracks, and the plane's not there, or the plane did crash there, and we're really some next level type of uh, equipment on board which is why we're not seeing signs of the wreckage. And so that would go back to what Trump said. Uh, either way, I'm not feeling too comforted as somebody who's on the ground or somebody who's going to be flying very soon. I'm not feeling too comforted about copying into the airs with uh, what's possibly happening to airplanes or what could happen to airplanes. It doesn't make me feel good at all. Mm-mm. Well, the good thing about regular commercial airliners is how much of it is driven by AI. It's mostly driven by autopilot, not AI. I, true. Right? That's that's a good point. So that's something to be reassured by. <laughs> yeah. They're not thinking yet, <laughs> like the F thirty five. Hopefully, the pilot is. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm. A, I think I'm on the same uh, on the same boat as you are. Though, okay. With this pilot. I don't think this pilot was meant to eject 
I think something forced him. Right. I think all of a sudden he's like, oh my God, what is happening? And poof, he didn't even, I wouldn't be surprised if he didn't even eject himself. Yeah, I don't think he did. Uh, right. The, the whole story really stinks of the fact that this guy did not eject himself. That That's personally what right. I think. Yeah. So I, I wouldn't be surprised either if they just threw some wreckage in the woods and then cordoned it off and said, oh, nobody's allowed in here for some stupid reason. I mean, if they right. can if they can pull off this nonsense like January 6th, then I'm pretty sure they can pull off the same kind of nonsense in a secluded forest. Yeah. You know, <laughs> so 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 great segue. January 6th, right? Right. <laughs> Smooth. <laughs> Smooth. Broadcaster. I see where you're going. All right. Here we go. Softball toss the Bolden. Bolden hits it. And let's see how well I can do with this. So Ray Epps gets uh, convicted um, over this week and it's a misdemeanor, right? Like nothing. It, it's basically a misdemeanor charge for his role. And he was doing the exact same stuff that these people that got five, 10, 15, 20 years in jail did. And so there's a lot of people that are saying that, you know what? This is just the government placating to get people off the Ray Epps story once and for all. What, what's your take on that? I think there was so much pressure to put something on this guy. Now, this guy, from in my opinion, he's clearly uh, a contractor. He's an mm-hmm. informant for somebody. He's a contractor. He coordinated a story with his that was about, you know, with his son and what they were doing and where they were at the time. That is completely disjointed. If they're going after people for basically waltzing around the Capitol building, meanwhile, you've you've got somebody like Ray Epps who's clearly inciting the rabble rally and he gets this misdemeanor. The only thing I can hope from this is discovery and more stuff comes out during this case. That's the only thing I can really hope for. Do I think he's actually going to get, you know, charged and convicted? No, but but the problem is nothing's coming out on this case. See, that's the exact problem because now that he's pled guilty, he just goes to sentencing in December. He has a maximum sentence of one year in jail but at a misdemeanor charge, he may not even see that. Um, So uh, I don't think we're finding out anything. I I think that, well, I hope that's the only thing I can hope for. (laughs) You you know, who else had hope and change and that didn't work out too well either. No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, here's another interesting story about January 6th. Did you hear? I think it was when Merrick Garland was up there. Oh no, no, it was Ray. Ray was up there. Okay. Right. He said he was asked, do you know how many FBI informants were on were in January 6th? Oh yeah. And he said, "No. We don't know. We had to do an audit." So that whole thing is staged from day 1. That whole thing is orchestrated. And then you hear the other story about Pelosi saying, "No, we don't want any more troops. We're not going to reinforce this." And- she also had a professional film crew following her around her daughter too right yeah 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 what are the odds but you know what you know what chris you and i are going to be labeled conspiracy theorists for simply using our critical brains and looking (laughs) at a situation going well gee they were trying to stick something on this guy for years they knew that he was having this rally what better idea than to be like hey you know what let's uh let's get them once and for all and so this was a playbook in my opinion uh, that's going down now there's a lot of people at this point in time, they're, they're trying to keep Trump off the ballot. You have states like California, even the Liberty state of New Hampshire 
is trying to find ways to see if no matter what, because of these indictments, the Trump can't run um, the Trump campaign. Meanwhile, they're trying to look at this obscure GOP rule, according to a report that I saw uh, that it would include California that would allow the GOP front runner to basically get the president presidential nomination within the next few months. He wouldn't have to wait uh, for all of these primaries in order to uh, get the nomination uh, because he has such a large lead. So both sides are playing some pretty serious games right now. Trump's trying to lock everything up over the rules and the other states are trying to shut him down as fast as possible. Who's going to win at the end? See, here's the thing about, so I want to say Trump is going to win for a couple of reasons. One, he's ditching the second debate to talk to union members in Detroit, right? Right. That is a huge thing. That is enormous for voters. It may not be a big deal for the mainstream idea that these voters are going, or not even an idea. It's the feeling that somebody is actually listening to them. Um, so I think Trump is going to win on that. Mm-hmm. But there's something else going on with Getz and McCarthy. And Getz is threatening McCarthy with this, you know, this Armageddon switch where you're out. No more, no more McCarthy. And they're trying to pin this whole Ukraine funding bill on him and impeachment with Biden. And he's really slow walking this impeachment stuff. So if they kick him out and he's no longer speaker, then who becomes the next speaker? Who would become the next speaker? Isn't it anybody that they vote That's to be the next speaker? Yeah, and they don't have to hold office? No, they could be Donald Trump if they wanted it to It could be. be Donald Trump. Right. And he could suddenly start bringing around impeachments yeah. of everybody. That I would pay money for. I would have. I would buy a ticket to that. Some one. people just <laughs> like to watch the world burn, and that person's yes. name is Chris Michaels. <laughs> I don't know. Could you know. imagine that? <laughs> <laughs> it would be a soap opera, let me tell you. <laughs> can you imagine? Starts pointing at people. Well, can you imagine if they made him Speaker of the House before he starts these trials? That's what I mean. Yeah, that would be. That would then be, what? What a show! Well, could you imagine if they if they give him because because Getz also floated the idea of a ten day warning, mm-hmm. and that was I think at the end of this month. So you're talking okay. about if it's at the end of the month, that 10 days is up on 1010. <laughs> so you know, there's a lot of symbolism to all of that. You know, you've got a 10-day warning, it ends on 1010. Uh, oh, the McCarthy, the, the speaker is gonna potentially be kicked out, and we could just put anybody that we want in there as long as we have the votes for it. That that completely changes the game. I mean, that's probably really far fetched because I don't think Republicans yeah. have the balls to do this to, McCar- uh, to McCarthy. I really don't, because they're just as much in bed with the Senate Republicans as they are with anybody else. You know what I mean? Now, I I, I heard you talk about on your show, um, but I, I I was kind of surprised that you didn't dig a little bit deeper because I dug into this like a year ago, but gets is not a good person. No. And he was being brought up on sex trafficking charges. Mm -hmm. And those charges got dropped back in February of this past year. Um, And they didn't really get dropped as much as they didn't. It was like, we're not going to prosecute this. 
Mm-hmm. Um, meanwhile, the rest of the people that were um, tied to it, like Greenberg, uh, he pled guilty to six charges, including the sex trafficking of a minor, identity theft, stalking, wire fraud, and conspiracy to bribe a public official. And then he agreed to cooperate with federal investigators as part of that plea agreement. Did he take the fall for Getz? Yeah, I, I believe he did. And that actually caused me to have a lot more pause about whether or not Matt Getz is even who he says that he is. Um, I doubt it. Yeah, I, I don't think he is. I think he's a slip. I mean, just, just look at the hair. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if whoever walks around like that and has that, like, the the the, the cotton ball stuffed smile with mm-hmm. the cheeks up here, like, dude, I, I can't take you seriously. I mean, you say some things that are nice, but exactly what you brought up with these charges, these sex trafficking charges, I mean, What's that about? And why did it go nowhere? I mean, are we? Just, how is this possible? Well, you know, the, on top of all that, we have a government shutdown that's looking like it's coming because, you know, it's shutdown season every six months here in the United States. And uh, <laughs> I've been saying since 2008, shut the damn government down, reset the economy and go through the hurt. We're at the spot now where we're $35 trillion in debt and shutting down the government isn't just like a little hurt. It is like giving yourself a concussion and brain damage uh, to shut down the government, but it's got to happen. Like it just, it can't not, not happen. And so Donald Trump is out there at this point in time and he's telling all the Republicans, he's telling McCarthy that he wants Congress to shut down the government. You know what would happen if they shut down the government? What postal workers don't get paid? No, uh, federal uh, prosecutions don't get prosecuted. Oh, yeah. See, there's there's another side. Wow. Yeah. So and then you get a new speaker. Exactly. Something <laughs> about this, and so uh, right now the spending legislation has to be passed by October first. And now you're talking about ten days, October tenth. We should know what the state of our country is by October 1st. And so uh, is Trump trying to set himself up to not be prosecuted federally by having government shut down, knowing that no one can get paid for their work? That would be one hell of a game of 5D chess. Yes. Uh, I mean, if he pulls that off and if that's true, I'll eat my hat and I don't even own a hat. So I have to go out and buy one to eat it. I'm just shocked no one on the left is actually using this talking point because you know how they love Trump conspiracies about, well, Trump's doing this to do this to get out of it. Well, this is a real one that should he get his government (laughs) shut down, he doesn't go on trial. I mean, like this should be breaking news at the top of the hour uh, for MSNBC and and all the other people. uh, uh, I don't want to say the word I was going to say. I'm keeping it PG. (laughs) (laughs) When I come onto your show, I'll let that fly. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, we we can work blue all night long on my show. It's great. Uh, I even dropped an f bomb yesterday. I didn't even Ooh. mean to. I just because I couldn't think of the name Russell Brand. I had one of those broadcasting brain farts, and I stood there. I I couldn't even do a Google search right to find the guy's name. That's how bad it was. I I couldn't oh, make the association. I eventually did it. Poor, but poor, the, poor Russell Brand too. Wow. The, but the British. Well, he's another one that's been accused of all kinds of stuff. Yeah, well, you know, saying, they've, they've kept it under wraps because he's normally towing the left wing line. 
That's right. Now he's not. So now they got to release it all. But right. I'll tell you, I'll tell you what scares me about Russell Brand, especially for people like you and I that are putting ourselves out there publicly. The government's going after Russell Brand. The government is the one sending a letter to TikTok saying, we're really concerned that right. this guy might be making money in the future. Uh, can you tell us whether or not you plan on paying him? Because he's done some pretty heinous things. Why is the government, before this guy's been convicted, going to YouTube, going to TikTok and all the social media networks and saying, yeah, you guys shouldn't be paying anymore. And this is the government. We're asking you to have a, a, a DMCA basically takedown of a individual, not of content. Um, this is a really scary place to be very 1984 Orwellian uh, state that we're walking into. Uh, and Russell Brand, uh, is he a good guy? No, I, I think compared to you and I, as far as our standards and the way we conduct our business, we've probably lived a more wholesome life than Russell Brand, maybe not at all points in time, but like, I think I put our lives up against his any day of the week. <laughs> <laughs> that all stated, that all stated, um, does that mean he was in non-consensual relationships? I, I don't know that to be true. What seems more likely is the fact that this is a hit piece now, a weaponization, because he is a threat to the global scheme of getting more people to have vaccinations as they're trying to get more vaccinations in arms. He's a threat to global powers. When he starts talking about the way governments have been usurping the powers, he's a threat to the Ukraine when he starts talking about the war efforts. And so because he's not towing the line of the WEF, he's not towing the line of the European union, then they need to shut him up and which better way to do, but to find women to accuse him of things. And the worst part is we know from hearing from these women that the news companies are the ones that sought for the stories it wasn't people that all of a sudden were like, oh, you know, Russell, I'm so bothered and I need to go get this off my chest. No, it was people calling saying, hey, we understand you were in a relationship with Russell Brand. Was it ever abusive or non-consensual? What the hell is going on when your news journalist all of a sudden target an individual and start going after him uh, to find out these type of information? This isn't a Danny Masterson story, you know, where there was reports from the set and people coming forward because they weren't approached. This is Russell Brand being, hey, I'm out there now. And the news media, the government, everybody is closing in on them. Call out the matrix, whatever you will. But this is kind of an Andrew Tate type of moment. And uh, I've never invoked Andrew Tate's name on my show before, but I will tonight. Uh, first off, Andrew Tate has a giraffe neck. I'm not sure if yes, you've seen that. Yes, he does. It just that has enormous. nothing to do with this damn story, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, I th 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 we're, we're looking at fascism, right? This is another yes. element and another feather in my cap and your cap to say that we are under a fascistic global organization. I won't even call it a government because at this point, there's no real difference between the World Economic Forum style agendas of mm -hmm. wokeism, shots in arms, don't question the World Health Organization, uh, like you can't do that on YouTube anymore. Right. I'm not sure if you saw that. Yep. There's the new agreement where whatever the World Health Organization says, you can't post any video or you will not be monetized on YouTube and you'll be shadow banned on YouTube if you counter whatever the World Health Organization says. So, you know, who who controls the World Health Organization? Bill Gates, Gavi, Pfizer, uh, I think Merck, I think is in there. I, I don't know all of them. But the point is, is that we're looking at fascistic control. These people don't like us 
Let's be let's be clear about it. Let's stop let's stop hoping for the best. Let's stop hoping for change because it's not going to change. These people at the top have some kind of bizarre culture where they think there are too many of us. They don't like us to think independently. They don't want us to think on our own, do our own research, read Google words if you don't know them, right? And they don't want you to be able to move. They don't want you to have the freedom of thought. They don't want you to have body autonomy. And they don't want you to have freedom of movement. I mean, we've spoken about this with 15-minute cities and electric vehicles. I'm not going to go into it again. But that's what we're looking at here. And this whole thing is really going to culminate in 2030. And 2030 is this arbitrary date that these people have um, have given us to sit there and say that mankind needs to be transformed in this way. Well, why? For who? Right. Did you see uh, little Yuval, what he came out with? What now? Little Yuval is the number two at the World Economic Forum. He is uh, Klaus Schwab's salacious crumb for all the Star Wars fans out there. And he said that the mankind's history is at the end. And what's going to happen is that you are going to have, how do you put it, non-organic non entities, so golems, cyborgs, and robots. And you will have effectively man-gods that have an unlimited lifespan. And the only way that they're going to die is through some war, some mishap, or something else along those lines. Hmm. So that's from, the, that's from the World Economic Forum types. So we're looking at the, the beginnings of a social change for the implementation of a fascistic system, a top-down fascistic system. Right? You've got to get people to stop thinking. You've got to get all of the little moles that pop up and you've got to whack those moles. Do you want to extend this segment a little bit? Because I, I could, I could make your brain hurt a little bit here. I, I, I feel like, I feel like, <laughs> I, need, I feel like I need to tell listeners a history lesson. Go for it. Um, that might be interesting. All right. So Michaels, what do you know about the history of radio broadcasting? What do you know about how the government wanted global domination of radio. Have you ever read up on any of that? I'm not sure. I haven't. Orson okay. Welles. I, I'm not well, Orson Welles, 19, place. Yeah, 1938, Orson Welles, uh, a war of the worlds. Absolutely. But we got to go back a little bit further to, I believe it was 1912 with the uh, radio act that stated that you needed a license in order to operate a radio. Now the government gave themselves that authority who owns the radio right? Like I asked this question to my students. So I actually, this is a lesson that I teach at the beginning of every single year, but I feel like it ties really well into the WEF in this entire conversation, because I don't think people have put this together before, but I'm going to connect the dots right now. Oh, All right. Do it. I, we've got to. So are you aware of the Titanic and how about 855 people's lives were saved? Do you know that story? 
I don't know the full story. Okay. So back then, Marconi's invention of the wireless telegraph allowed for SOS ship-to-shore communication to come into play. And so David Sarnoff was the rich, young teenager who happened to be listening when the Titanic's SOS call went out. And so he notified the authorities that the Titanic was having problems and helped save countless lives. Now, he was a Russian-born American businessman uh, who was very young at the time that that all happened. All right. So he was born in 1891. He's like 14, 15 years old at the time of the Titanic. Let's continue on into the story because this is where it gets interesting. So 1912, 1913, the Radio Act says you need a license. Why? Because the government, the United States government wants global control of radio. Now you got people like Alexander Popov, Nikola Tesla, and Guglielmo uh, Marconi, who invented radio. Italy, Russia, Croatia. Of course, Tesla comes to the United States afterwards. How is it that the United States owns radio broadcasting? How can they say, well, we're going to require a license for every single person, outside of the fact that people just seem to accept it? Notice the time frame, 1913, the New Deal, right? What I always tell everybody was the worst time in American history. The same exact time as when radio starts to get hijacked by everybody. Now, who's behind all of this? Well, lo and behold, after they do the Radio Act and they require the license, they start to find a new company and they call that company RCA. Now, RCA is a government-created privatized monopoly. Anytime other companies started coming up like AT&T, they would knock them back down and give part of that control over to RCA. That's eventually where NBC Red, NBC Blue comes from. And when the government says that that's too big, the NBC has got to divide itself. They take the NBC Red lines, which were the superior lines, and they sell off the NBC Blue to create CBS, basically, William Paley's uh, option time to go off into another direction. A- ABC, I'm sorry, that's ABC. P- Paley went off with NBC, uh, and CBS earlier. Now, David Sarnoff is in charge at RCA. This playbook to control radio, there's one person that's behind all of it, lobbying government. Do you know who that one person was? Because they're from the New York area with buildings all over the world. They're very rich. Who do you think David Sarnoff was on the board for and was propped up from? Who do you think was in control of government policy to take control of this, to continue to enrich themselves through each one of those things? Do you want to give a name? Could it be the Rockefellers? Yes, 100%. Ding, ding, ding. That is the answer. Good job, Chris Michaels. Point to you. Winner of the week. So it is. You're the winner of the week for knowing that. (laughs) So the Rockefellers prop up David Sarnoff. He was part of the Rockefeller Brothers Fund. So when we look at the government saying, well, we're going to control global radio by, basically they put Marconi out of business by patenting all of his parts and refusing to sell it back to him. And so then we had American Marconi afterwards and put that out of business. And it just became GE, AT&T, and Westinghouse were the big companies and then the Navy standards. The reason I'm bringing all of this up is the government was under the guise of the ones that were creating the need for a license. The government was under the guise of the standardization of radio, but it wasn't the government. It was a really rich and powerful individual in the shadows by the name of Rockefeller. And he put every single person in the power, including when you get into NBC and start talking about how NBC came to be, where's NBC a host of that? Oh yeah, that's right. Rockefeller uh, building, right? Right in New York, top of the mm-hmm. rock. Saturday Night Live has been there for years. This family has had control 
for over a century now in policy in this country. And they are responsible for currency. They're responsible for the uh, media of which we are consuming, that people are getting uh, swayed by. And so when you talk about the WEF, that's exactly what people like Chris and myself are trying to make people aware of. Now, Chris didn't know all this history, but we at least know that these people didn't all of a sudden come into power five years ago in the WF and start doing things. They've been in the shadows the entire time. They're trillionaires. We don't put them on the books like Jeff Bezos and stuff because they have more money than Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, and all the others combined. They have family wealth. They have historical wealth. And when you talk about the people that are in Congress, the people in Senate, that's the people that they're answering to. They're the lobbyists. They're the people that are really behind the shadows, the puppeteers making all of this happen. So in relationship to all these other stories, when you have people like Russell Brand, who's the puppet behind that wants Russell Brand to go away? When you have people like Donald Trump and you hear Russia, 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 who's the puppet behind that doesn't want Donald Trump to be in a president? And yeah, I know that might be tough for some people to swallow, but I'm sorry that you're not aware and you're not awake and you can continue to live in your ignorance. But I'm going to give it to you the way it is. If you know history and you've studied this stuff, then it's pretty damn apparent to anybody with two brain cells that might be firing together. We're living in a really corrupt society where there are elite individuals that want to control your life and they're hoping that you don't pay attention because you're too fat and healthy, stuffing your face with McDonald's and watching movies and Netflix and chilling. And then you don't have to worry about it. That's my soapbox, Chris. Turn it over to you. Uh, I can't say anything to that. I mean, that was beautiful. Well, I was on a roll. But <laughs> <laughs> Get me some butter. <laughs> no, but that's that's 100% correct. It's It's no longer... And I don't think it ever was. None of these government agencies, they're not out for us. They're out to give legitimacy to whatever practices these big name or big families that are quiet to give legitimacy to their policy enactment. Whatever policy they want, they can't just come out and say, we want everybody injected with a gene therapy prophylactic that's experimental. So they have to get the CDC and the FDA on board and the senators and the governors and all of that. They work through the shadows. It's very passive. And it's been that way. But I think a lot of that is changing. I think we've got a fight coming up, but more so than what we're experiencing right now. Because we've got quite some time before 2030, you know, another seven years to go. It's going to be so, here before we know it. <laughs> I know. Oh, man, that means I'll be 50 before I know it. Uh, yeah, well, uh, I'll, be, but, I'll be there before you. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the point is this. As long as we keep shining light on it, it can't remain hidden. Just, just think about this, too. Notice the difference in the culture and the topics that people talk about now and just six years ago, or I should say it mm -hmm. this way, 2014, 2015, right? Notice how many more people are thinking critically, connecting dots. I mean, some of them are like fanboys and every little, every little nudge in a direction is, oh, see, this is, you know, uh, this all makes sense. And we have, you know, the string on the board and all the pins and everything yeah, else. So, and we can so go all the way back too to crazy. The, right. Yeah, right. I mean, those people are, are a bit much. But there is a cultural shift here. And that's a positive. That's a very, very good thing. That's a great thing, I think. Right. I mean, got to make it happen a little faster. But 
it's still a magnificent event over the past six years. So I'm not as I'm not as downtrodden. Like on my podcast, I'll bring it up and I get all ranty because I talk to nobody. But <laughs> I, I'm a little bit more positive. I'm not crestfallen about the whole situation deep down. Do, do you support secession? Well, I'm not going to say the South will rise again. Uh, but there are certain cases like I wouldn't mind it if California just, you know, sawed itself off into the Pacific Ocean and left us alone. Right. You can have it. <laughs> I mean, you're the third world, third, the third largest economy in the world. But if you've got to spend $100 million to plant trees because you didn't know that shade is created through trees, I mean, I don't want to be with you. So I'm going to bring up this uh, quick study here that apparently there's a large support right now for secession in this country. Um, over 25% are favoring opposite party states seceding from the country. Uh, just under 25% makes sense to split the country up. Um, over 25%, my state would be better leaving the United States. And then all three uh, of those just pulled around 20%, which meant about one out of every five. You know, we're at a spot right now where in this country, one out of every four Americans, the one out of every five Americans would support bringing up the United States over all of these crazy issues. You just heard Michael say he'd be okay with California going. So am I. <laughs> I mean, honestly, I have some lo- loved ones in California and I, I, I don't want anything bad to happen to California, but if they could just succeed and secede from the, the United not States. Succeed, that'd be great. Yeah, not, not, yeah, not succeed. <laughs> They're not succeeding because they got asinine policies in place. They, they, that's impossible for them. But yeah, so. But I right. would like to know, I would like to know before we, before we go on, it's a Washington Post poll. Sure. So what's the universe of that? Uh, or what's the population that they chose from? From all that. Are they Democrat voters? Are they Republican voters? Are they independents? You know, all, all the basic questions. So, so, so. Well, no, no. So I'm glad that you brought that up. It's actually the source is the Pew Research Center. Okay. And I, I trust the Pew Research Center. That's a very Pew reputable research center. Yes. Yep. Yeah. Very <laughs> reputable um, resource. I, in my opinion, I've, I've worked on some of their stuff before. So years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I, I, yeah, I stand behind Pew. Pew, Pew. Speaking well, I'd of- rather stand in front of Pew because I don't want to be downwind of it. No, I, I don't want to be downwind of that either. All right. <laughs> It's that time. Yes. The, 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 my favorite time of a Friday show. And we haven't done it in two weeks. So I had good ones last week, too. Uh, did you really? But just stabbed me in the back. And that's fine. Because you got to sh- win. It's clear that you got to win. What a shame. <laughs> what a shame. We got to get to winners and losers of the week. And so I'm going to start with the winner of the week this week. The winner of the week this week is Rupert Murdoch. Now, for those of you that didn't know, on Thursday, Rupert Murdoch resigned from Fox after a 70-year-long career in the media. This guy built an absolute empire. There were three big networks before Fox came along. Not only did he bring Fox up to the head of the uh, table in order to be considered as a serious network, but he developed brands like 20th Century Fox. He developed the newsroom like Fox News. And as much as I can't stand Fox News here in 2023 whatsoever, and I haven't liked Fox News since like 2008 when they were mean to Ron Paul, I will still say, is there anybody else in media 
that had more influence like a Ted Turner or a Rupert Murdoch than this guy. And so, yes, I know that it's a mid turmoil and everything else, but he is the winner because he's one of the last originals, the OGs of media and a conglomerate alive that really did it from the ground floor up. And so Rupert Murdoch is my winner. How about yourself? My winner of the week is Donald Trump because he went out and he was handing pizza to people. When was the last time you saw somebody hanging out with the regular deplorables? I mean, this reminds me almost of Nixon when he snuck out of the White House to go to the Lincoln Memorial to speak to all the hippies and the Secret Service didn't know where he was. So not only does is he my winner of the week for being able to come down to our level, but he also received rock star status by signing a woman's tank top whilst she was in it. So Donald did see, Trump, did you see his hand? <laughs> because I'm pretty sure uh, the left is going to be playing that clip over and over again for the next six months of him Listen. grabbing her, her tank top. Before he signed and he grabbed the tank top. He didn't grab the P that's it. Now there's (laughs) a staffer. Just this deflated sigh of, (laughs) there's a staffer that at least saw where his hand was and was like, Donald, don't do that. (laughs) They Um, got a stick trying to uh, lift it up a little bit. (laughs) Now, as much as they're trying to uh, kill him for that, I will say this. If you listen to the audio, he turns to her boyfriend and he goes, I don't want to sign. Is, is it okay for me to sign that? And he goes, yeah, sure. And he gets the pen. And he looks back at me. He's like, are you sure it's okay for me to sign? And the guy says, yeah. And then he starts. Wow. So, so at least what a like, gentleman. Yeah. I mean, like at least, you know, if, uh, at least he has like, permission. Yeah. If you're going to pull like a Motley crew backstage type of signing, um, and then she gets her her like entire arm from here to here, uh, sign bomb, and everybody's going. You need the tattoo that you need the tattoo. No, no, oh. like no, people, come on. Ugh. All right, loser of the week, Chris. All right, so my loser of the week, I just had on my mind a second ago, and then I got so into the Donald Trump story that I completely forgot. So please go, so I can try to jog okay, my memory. Now I'm gonna of give who you it a was. Choice. I'm yes. going to give you a choice. Yeah. Do you want like, oh, you're a loser or somebody that really I feel lost? Oh, I, remember, I remembered my, my loser of the week. Okay, go ahead. Okay. My loser of the week is John Fetterman. My loser of the week is John <laughs> Fetterman because he has ruined the decorum of the great, the great absolute um, democracy and the look out into from. Okay. When other countries look, I'm, I'm bumbling over my words. When other countries look at the United States You can look at our House of Representatives. You can look at our Senate, and it looks professional. Even when we argue, we argue professionally. We got the gavel. We got everything going there. This jackass puts on a T-shirt and shorts and sits behind the speaker's desk. And let me tell you, I saw January Sixers sit behind that thing that looked more uh, decorum-worthy than Fetterman. And him making an entire mockery of what has a tradition of hundreds of years in this country, kiss my ass, Fetterman. <laughs> I am so over you and your uh, your trailer trash look that you're bringing to government here. 
dress for the job that you got because we sure as hell know maybe you didn't want the job that you got, but you were propped up there. But now that you're there, can can you not embarrass the, the absolute S out of us in this entire situation? So yeah, he's my loser. And, um, you know, I know I'm not allowed to wish bad things upon people. So I just got to shut my mouth from there on. Go ahead. <laughs> so I would have thought you would have made him the winner of the week because he's so important and brilliant that he changed the whole dress code. Yeah, like you that, don't even have to show up to work with pants on. Schumer's my number two. And I mean, poop <laughs> when I say Schumer, poop, Schumer. Well, I lost all respect for the house uh, during COVID, right? Sure. The house rules, you had to wear a mask, but in the Senate, you didn't. Yeah. Remember that nonsense? <laughs> yes, I do. Oh, yeah. It, it's the, COVID doesn't it travel us. in this part of the <laughs> part of government. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> all right. So my choice to you. Yes. Do you want somebody that actually feels a loss or do you just want somebody that's an absolute loser? Um, whatever one you think is going to get you oh, come on. to keep you your eyebrows. Out. All right. So my, my this is not a cop out. I care about your eyebrows. I'll be sincere about this. Go loser of the week. And this is, this is not something I'm happy to say is Dr. Berg. So I don't know if you know who Dr. Berg is. I have no idea. Very... And that's why I know I'm winning. Okay. There we go. <laughs> so Dr. Berg, was basically one of the people that really came up with the keto diet. Okay. And he was on YouTube, and he's got a website. He uh, sells supplements. He did a lot of talks on YouTube um, talking about how to help yourself with supplements and natural remedies and very, very, very simple things to really get your life going. YouTube came out and said, we're completely demonetizing you, and we are no longer putting you at the top of searches anymore. So when you look at the keto diet, it used to be Dr. Berg. But now if you look up the keto diet, you get some like offshoot of the view where a whole bunch of clueless mouth breathers talk about, oh, well, if, if you've got like keto in your body, then that could be a negative thing. And we really don't want that. And it completely skews what it is to be on a keto diet. Hmm. So look up Dr. Berg if you haven't already. He's my loser of the week. My second, if you want the other one. Yeah, what was the other popular, one you're going to say? Hillary Clinton setting up the Clinton mm. Global Initiative, because this is what the government is doing to rebuild Ukraine. They're giving $25 billion to the World Bank. The World Bank is then giving it to the Clinton Global Initiative. The Clinton Global Initiative is then distributing the $25 billion amongst its partners. And what does this do? If it's anything close to 10% for the big guy, then it's probably going to be 10% for the fat ass and the big gal. So what does that mean? If you've got $25 billion coming in, you got $2.5 billion that goes into your chest. And then distributing those funds is probably going to take another 10% processing fee to whatever company you're giving those funds to. So she's d dipping her beak twice, coming in and going out. Now, what is, why is this important? Because it's probably a replay of 2016. She mm. immediately gets a $2.5 billion campaign chest that she can distribute and use when they decide to pull the plug on Biden, probably in September or October of 2024. Yeah, Because so they, she can't possibly run. I, I, I heard now. you say this on your show, and that's another synergy that we had in our shows. We didn't coordinate our shows whatsoever this week, um, especially with my recording schedule. That, that just didn't happen. But I listened to your <laughs> show. <laughs> seriously. I listened to your show uh, third, uh, Wednesday and then another show today. Um, yes, we both agree that Biden will not be running for president. Um, I think it's sooner than your timeline. 
your timeline puts it out there right before the election so no one can do anything else. They're not going to let that happen. Biden's going to be done at the beginning of 2024 first quarter. Um, I, I just don't see it going any further than that. And then they will run other candidates to build trust while trying to bury Donald Trump. Um, that's mm-hmm. the way that I see it. Yeah, I guess so. Makes a little bit more sense your way, but I like to be dramatic. I know. <laughs> well, everybody, have we covered the entire week? Maybe not, but we did a pretty decent job with it. Now, next week, I'm not going to be around in order to do a recap show with Michael. So I'm just giving you a regular show next Friday. So I apologize to everybody. Just not able to get it done next week. My schedule is really kind of wacky and crazy. So Chris, I will miss you next week, but we'll get to everybody in two weeks to do another one of these uh, great shows. And we'll see what type of guests we have for that. So as always uh, live Bolden and Michaels, it's been another great episode tonight. Yeah. No, okay. Oh, I, I, didn't know that was the like, end. I thought you were signing off. I'm no, good. I'm not signing up yet. I, I, I well, thank si- you very much, Greg, for dropping that bomb on me. That <laughs> another week goes by where I can't choose a winner or a loser. No, and, the, cl- the uh, clock's ticking down on you. <laughs> I know. I hear it every second, and my eyebrows are going to go poof because you decided to take a powder and iron your shoelaces next week. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. Get Trust me. I off. hear it. I no. hear it that, in my sleep. I'm going to get your fiance <laughs> to do it. <laughs> in my uh, sleep. In I'll your wake sleep. Up. That's right. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> oh, man. What a blast. I always have fun with you, Chris. I'm glad that we're able to do this. Uh, we'll be back in two weeks, ladies and gentlemen. I'll be back on Monday with a brand new show and Wednesday and Friday next week. And you can always check out Last Call with Chris Michaels and all your favorite podcast networks. I think Chris likes it when you go over to the Spotify. So check out the Spotify show there over there. And you can find out my show, America Emboldened, on Apple Podcasts, as well as the America Out Loud Network. And you find all of this as well on all your favorite social media networks where you see the live show uh with our handsome faces you know I, I believe i believe the modeling agencies will be calling us very soon uh we're, we're breaking the mold that we do not have the radio face yeah get off camera yeah no no i, I mean i have a face made for camera uh you know so i'm okay i'm, I'm very uh very zoolander worthy anyway <laughs> that's enough for me we're getting we're getting in over it right now i'm just being a goofball all right um everybody thank you for tuning in Hope that uh, Michael's, myself, and Quinn Richardson, we all honored your time well. We'll be back very soon with more episodes. You've all been listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden and Chris Michaels here on the America Out Loud Network. Be bold, America. 